Welcome to a podcast for the Krakoan mutant era with a distinctly black and queer lens. Every episode has a new guest, a single topic, and a ticking timer. This is X of Words. 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 You know, imprinting of Sublime on like my of my favorite parts of that run. I enjoyed him as yeah. a character, but he wasn't one of those like favorite like main takeaways. But I did really enjoy Arkea in that X Men run that was the all female team. I think I think that was Ryan Wood. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. I'm blanking on the creators. But was that when um, uh, Karima Shapendar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was Jubilee had just adopted Shogo. It was um, Kitty before I think the Bullet stuff. She was in like that first arc. Uh, Storm, Psylocke, it was like the major female heavy hitters. Um, and she was the big bad for that first, that first arc. And I just, I just really, I just, I, I thought she was kick ass. Like the stuff with Karima was really interesting. I kind of hate her arc had been <laughs> being taken over uh, in yeah. again, but I don't know. Like I just, I just, it just imprinted on me. Uh, I think Going back to, like, this hasn't happened yet, but if you think about the X-Men's major villains, right? Like, there's a running theme of technology. So it's really interesting to have Archaea possibly being on the same level of something as, like, the Sentinels, Nimrod, even the stuff with Orcus. Uh, you think yeah. about Phalanx and and sort of mm-hmm. that. Like, I, just, I, I think there was, I thought, a lot of potential there and a, a really sort of interesting... Uh, twist with her being Sublime's sister and them sort of being in a battle in the same way that like Cassandra Nova and Xavier were battling. So Yeah. Okay. I mean, wow. Nice. I I must admit I read it and had no uh deep feeling or connection to the um sociopath bacteria. Um but it feels like they've come they've come full circle. So, so I, I I feel you know when you know when you are reintroduced to an antagonist that you didn't really pay attention to mm-hmm. back in the day, maybe because you were a little bit too young to really appreciate what villains stood for. Mm-hmm. So I think I think back when I was reading that particular run, I was more interested in the heroes and the cool stuff they were doing, and I wasn't really maybe digging into themes or dynamics the way that I do now. So I really didn't have appreciation for any villain or any um, any position they're meant to hold or contrast they're meant to create in the same way that I do now. Um, and back then, I remember just going like, ooh, shit, evil virus. And I was like, shit, man, just like my, my LimeWire shit. Man. I'd be seeing them virus. <laughs> yeah, true. They told me don't trust them. <laughs> and it's... um. Yeah, it's good to see them come back. <coughs> Sorry. So, all right let's 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 talk about let's talk about the what the question is because this this kind of came around um, by talking about uh, Marauders, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the question that we have today. Uh, so I'll do the little I'll do a classic intro. Hello, hey, 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 seven hey's. Welcome. <laughs> this is X of Words. I'm Ashley. You who know who I am, uh, you don't know who the guest is. Maybe, maybe you do. I mean, Brad, you've been, what, what, this is like your third episode now? This, this is my third episode, yeah. 
Okay, so it's Brian. Brian is back. Um, by Brian has been repping the beards, repping the bench presses, repping the deep voices, repping the Ariana Grande t-shirts. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you made me sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. No, you know that I'm really for that. <laughs> Uh, all right okay so um you can follow brian uh uh call me b ham that's c-a-l-l-m-i-b-h-a-m correct no no is it b-i yeah you said b-i right no i said b-h-a-m it's b-i-h-a-m no no you had it right it's m-i-b-h-a-m look at that spelling bee champion (laughs) now um all right, so we're going to do 10 minutes on Marauders. And this episode is basically, the question here is, what the fuck have they got going on over there? Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Hopefully we'll, we'll have an answer. Hopefully <laughs> in 10 minutes we will have some kind of an answer. I'm going to hit the timer and our X starts now. Okay, tell me. Tell me why you're confused generally with what is happening in Marauders. Yes. So the source of my confusion is the current arc. The team is going millions of years into the past to save this mutant civilization or society that is supposed to be like a precursor to Krakoa, right? A precursor Mm -hmm. even before um, Arako, right? Like this is something that exists even before then. Um, but I don't understand how you save the threshold, how you save this ancient mutant civilization without possibly destroying or impacting Krakoa. Um, if you think about the butterfly effect, like all of these things had to happen for Krakoa to exist. I don't Mm -hmm. understand what the end goal of this particular mission is. And in addition to that, you know, spoiler alert, um, in this most recent issue, number nine, there was a reveal on the last page that now Strife is involved, the evil clone of Cable. And I I have no idea why he's here. I have no idea how he got here. Nobody's supposed to be here. Like, why are you, why, what is going on? Why are you in this book now? How did you get here and honestly like i have i have questions um and i think that's I, the bulk of it. i i yeah i have one question why why strife why why why, why strife um the summers the evil that the summers line has done is now measured across dimensions and millennia yeah millennia forward and backwards Scott Summers' testicles have wrought more havoc throughout the time stream. And you know what, than... honestly, this is a perfect, the, the symbolism of white supremacy. <laughs> if, we can, <laughs> if we can unpack this for a second. Go. <laughs> if we can take a what, <laughs> what are we doing, my black sister? <laughs> <laughs> you said, hold on, let me think, peace, just one second. <laughs> I, there, there's there's a message to be found here. Um, 
yeah, I just of all the characters, and I, and <clears throat> my impression that I'm I'm getting right, we have no further information beyond that he's involved in this again millennia old civilization. Yeah, is that I think they're kind of trying to set him up similar to like a Kang the Conqueror, and that he has been involved or has existed at multiple points in the time stream and has been involved in shenanigans, right? Like Strife is, <clears throat> of course, been involved in the stuff from the 90s. He's in in real life, not in the comics timeline, but he's also been involved in this stuff with the Threshold and also involved in the stuff in the future with, yeah. with Cable and, and all of that. So it's, I think uh, the potential will be interesting, but I, I don't, I don't like Kang, and I don't see myself liking Strife if that is the role he may be moving towards. I I don't like Strife. I mean, I don't like Cable. I, I I don't even like the thing that you were based on. The thing that you're meant to be an inversion of, I don't like. Like this is there's two there's two Cables walking around, and I would prefer I don't like none. Either one. I would prefer none. And <laughs> he turned up. You turned up with a he turned up with a crab on his face, and I was like. That better not be motherfucking strife. Because I, I the thing is, is it wasn't even a, it, it didn't feel. And I'm sorry if to anybody who's read this, we should have told you that there were spoilers coming. But hmm. um, when I saw him, and I was like, "Bitch, I know that's not a crab." Now, because that's that that's that same silhouette. It's that same motherfucking silhouette. And I saw him, and I went strife. You know that. You know that gif. Of um, of, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, like that. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw the crab. I went strife, <laughs> and I was like, "Now, why the fuck would strife be here? Why is it we have to inject another Summers in here? Why is why is it? I want to know. I want to know what what type of cocaine? Yeah, what type of drug is it that people inside there are smoking to the point where they cannot." go 15 seconds without invoking the summers into one story you do like there are stories that do like a summers doesn't even have to be involved not a young cable not an old cable not an evil cable not not any sort of twisted turn flip fried type of cable needs to be involved i'm sick of reading i'm sorry i'm gonna I'm no gonna no there, there there are no summers is on the marauders but now we have to deal with strife in this arc in whatever relationship he has to the threshold. And, and it's <sighs> interesting because the thresholder that he captures from the past recognizes him as strife. So I'm like, what's, what is, what is the relationship here that he has to the threshold for them to recognize him? Not as whatever yeah. identity that he had taken on. Right. I, I forget the name night found or something like that, whatever, yeah. whatever mask he was operating under they recognized him as soon as he took that off as strife. So what's the history or the relationship there as well? Yeah, I had, I had no idea. And um, I think you made, you made a really good point about um, Steve Orlando in the previous run, like the bit about the Shia, where there were a lot of disparate sort of story threads that then got pulled together in quite a satisfying way. And um, to be honest, I feel, I feel like we're in the divergent part of the story at the moment where we've got them going back going back in time for um, uh, uh, a mission that, at best, might be completely redundant. Because say if you succeed and the threshold civilization takes its natural rise and decline and dies out before 
any of us ever were primordial soup, excellent. Then we get one of those lovely fadeaway scenes where you look into the past and they go, we were all fine. And then we disappear and none of it really happened or had an impact on anything. Best case scenario, I feel, is also what, what we see a lot of, which is like the uh, the special skills visa of people creating an entire dimension or universe or population yeah, and choosing the three that slay the most and destroying the rest. Like Miles Morales, whole universe gone. We take you. <laughs> um, they saw Rasputin. Yeah, they were like, fuck that future. But I'll go with the sword. People like her. We're going we're gonna to bring her to the main universe. Yeah. Passport stamped. You're in. So I'm looking at it like, have we just set this up to get a suite of three cool threshold mutants mm-hmm. that are now going to add to the roster of Krakoa? I, I saw some folks sort of theorizing online that the threshold, like the entirety of the threshold would come to the present. And yeah. I don't, I don't suspect that's the route that things are going to go because we, we literally just did that with the Racco and that's still yeah. being explored. <clears throat> it, to me, it doesn't make sense to take another civilization and bring it to the present and bring it to, to, to Krakoa or to, you know, to Mars, wherever they end up and saying, Oh, like here's an even older civilization that now has to acclimate to present day. Right. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's because uh, the Iraqi felt like ancient niggas. And the thresholders very much do not feel like ancient niggas. They do not. They do not. Like, and we, I, I was noticing that. So I've, I've really liked Marauders. I think that, that I think I love the art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the pacing. I love the chaos of it. I unexpectedly really love Cassandra Nova yes. and the sort of unmitigated bullshit that she brings. Um, but I do feel like a lot of this, especially with the world building and the population building, is like the rise of the moderate, or there's much more of a moderate basis of this. Because the Iraqi, um, even, oh, sorry, the time has just gone off, but it's gonna it's gone off in my headphones and not loud. Uh, so beep, 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 beep. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the Iraqi population were completely sequestered away from humans. No one in that population was a human and they were fighting against demons. And so they've come over with a very sort of mutant-centric view. Yes. And a very war-informed view. Yes. And this seems to be like a population that has been created with much more of a sort of liberal ideology. In fact, no, but let me say what I fucking mean. Like a much more sort of white liberal ideology in it, baked baked in from the bottom. It's not like, hey, how do we get this sort of revolutionary population who were separated and had to be all about themselves? Um, it's now like this ancient group of mutants found perfect harmony with humans. And how do we learn from them? It seems to be that the thresholders, even if they are brought in, are going to bring a very... Um, mutant and human symbiosis mm-hmm. that I fear if it's not, I and I don't only fear it in the case that it's not handled with nuance and grace and, and also perspective, 
But I fear that is a counter to the quote-unquote separationism or separationist leanings of Krakoa. Like a bunch of threshold mutants are going to turn up and be like, hey, well, we learned how to live uh, with humans in in perfect unity. And I hope someone turns around and goes, so were those motherfuckers building the three-story robots to kill you or not? Yeah, because mm-hmm. look, because I mean, your 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 motherfuckers had stick and and rope and sharp stone. Yeah, very, like we very different experiences. <laughs> very like, different experiences from a from a, a a cultural and societal standpoint, right? Like you, like you really sort of explained the Iraqi have had to be so self reliant for so long. And, I, and I, what I really, really enjoy about X-Men Red and, and the other pieces of Iraqi culture that we've gotten is that mm-hmm. not so much that they hate humans, they just, like, they don't think about them. Yes. Like, there's no co- sort of concern or care about humans um, because they have, all, all they have known is mutantdom and, and Iraqi culture, even during war. So now that they're in, te- in, in peacetime, excuse me, that's all they continue to think about. Yeah. And the, the thing that worried me the most, I think, was that data page where you can see a conversation happening between one of the mutant leaders in the threshold and the human ones. And there's this sort of undercurrent of mutants getting too powerful and wartime making mutants want to assume control or become uh, as bad as the people they're fighting against. And I was like, mm, this... This kind of bubbles of some of the anti-Krakoa stuff that we've been hearing. Yep. But really, what it doesn't take into account, the big difference between Threshold and the, the, the sort of current mutant run is that, as for all intents and purposes, it sounds like mutants and humans had a similar, almost uh, parallel timeline mm-hmm. where humans, humans, the the enshrined and mutants, the in, enriched. Yeah, enriched, I believe. Yeah. Um, were uh, was simultaneous, whereas now you had, you know, hundreds and thousands of years of human development almost isolated, where humans were like, "No, this is ours. Everything is ours," mm-hmm. and then mutants turned up. So there isn't there isn't quite the same thing. I think the the, the way that I would love to see it handled is if one of the enshrined, like if you pulled over some of the enshrined. And you suddenly had humans who had learned to respect mutants and live with them talk to some of the other humans. Yeah. Rather than bringing this in as a sort of finger wavy, the mutants need to be more accepting of the humans who have spent decades trying to genocide them thing. <laughs> what do you what do you think? Where does it where does it take you? Um where where do you hope this builds? Yeah, I I Again, very similar boat in regards to the Shi'ar arc in that those pieces came together really, came together in a way that I wasn't expecting that I enjoyed. And I think also <laughs> played off really well in other books, like the stuff with Zandra dying, showing up in X-Men Red, and really enjoyed what happened there. I anticipate the same thing happening here, that the pieces will come together and make a little bit more sense. I would love if Strife showed up and then like didn't show up again like after this arc. <laughs> I really don't want him to be a reoccurring villain. Like I don't think we need him. Um, if 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 we want to pull somebody back from the history of X books as a villain, like we have so many other options outside of Strife. Um, 
I know for a fact, or we know for a fact that at least some of the thresholders are going to stay around in the present. We know like Craven and Mass, I think are both going to be a part of the Bishop Four College book. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see their reactions, further reactions to, to Krakoa in its present state. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't, Do I don't know s- that I know where I want, where I want this to go. Um, so okay. do you think the backups are going to come back? Because if you die in the past when there is no Cerebro, as soon as you go back, who's tracking your latest backup? So they're going to forget that entire mission. I, that, that, would be my, that would be my guess, right? Um, very much in the same way with when they went out into space. Once they sort of, uh, if, my, if I'm remembering correctly, once they left the range of Cerebro, right, their backup was at that last save point. And it didn't reboot yeah. until they came back into the range of Cerebro. Mm, mm. So I would imagine if you go into the past, right, whenever, if, if what's today, the 8th, if we left today to go to the past, our backups would be saved for December 8th. Um, but that's interesting, right? Because Fang is dead and, again, spoiler alert, <laughs> continued spoilers, Fang died yeah. in the episode. Um, but I would imagine he would come back in the present once they once the team returns, they can just patch a new one. Uh yeah. I mean, I'm already seeing uh I'm already hoping that the only people who survive aren't the thresholders. I, 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 interesting. Like I it's it's a the the three that we have I think are interesting. I don't think we necessarily need any more. I'm sure Orlando has plans for them. Um, yep. If it was just those three that made it back, all right, like let's let's rock that out. Let's see where we can take them. We don't need a whole other mutant civilization. Um, it was interesting. <laughs> well, we don't. I mean, it'd be interesting that I think if, um, Grove came back. I think as a sort of another representative of like mutant leadership and like what that looks like in relation to Xavier, especially now that Magneto is dead and yeah. shit that's happening in Immortal. So my, I, tell me, tell me what you think. When they said when Psylocke, um said that Grove's mental pattern felt oddly familiar, mm. I wondered if Grove was Krakoa. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Because I was like, how could you? How could a, a mutant? Billions of years in the past somehow feel familiar. What's the only consistent thing between then and now that might have been there then that is still there now? It's Krakoa. And I was like, the origin has changed a couple times now. So I could totally see that sort of being retconned in in a way that that could make sense. I, I would be down for that. I, I don't know. I mean, we've already seen seen enough sort of time shenanigans. We might we might get some other thing where Grove comes to the future and meets Psylocke in some other time that was actually before this mission, and then that's how like we 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 have some shenanigans. Like who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Last question. To clo- close us up. Uh, you've got one HB one visa. You've got one passport stamp. Which thresholder do you bring? There is a background thresholder that I immediately fell in love with. The mm-hmm. shrub guy from the um, the five that protect... If you go back to the Shi'ar arc, there's like... I know which one you're talking about. There was one that's like... He literally looks like 
a piece of shrubbery with arms and legs. And I think he maybe had a staff or a spear or something. I would die for that character. <laughs> I want him on Krakoa. I want taste, him to come Taste level diabolical. I mean, you all you all already dragged me because I, I, I semi-defend Beast, but semi-don't defend him. I, I will let Beast go if I get Shrub Guy. I will. <laughs> I, am, I am willing to drop him where he is if I get Shrub Guy. <laughs> He looks. He looks like that Pokemon who holds the, you know, the leaf, the ninja yes, one, uh, with the two leaves in his hands. Yes, I can't think. Um, Shiftry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, throws. All right. All right. Nice. You know what? For everybody who's completely confused by that five-second run, I'll put both the picture of that. Mutant and Shiftry next to each other, so you can understand what we're talking about. Um, but that you know what that ties us up 20, 25 minutes in what should be the 10 minute episodes. Uh, we failed, <laughs> we failed again. We yeah. failed again. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, good people. <laughs> yeah, uh, I lied to you, I lied to you again. <laughs> but hey, it's only because I love doing this. So, thank you, thank you, Brian, for coming and and, and talking. Talking Mutants with us again. Thank you, everybody, for being here, listening to whatever the fuck this is. Uh, and, yeah, you know where to find me. Uh, I've been Ashley. This is Brian. Call me BM. Do I need to say the whole thing? You you, you, you fucked it up. You I've fucked only it done up. three episodes. You, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> only three. Funny. For three, three can either be a big or small number, depending on where you need to stand, right? I mean, but there's a lot of time between each one, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. This has been X of Words. Boom. Thank you. Done. Someone that choke, someone that fit aside.